As business owners, we're constantly challenged to balance getting clients with serving clients. And if you stop one to do the other, it keeps you on the revenue roller coaster. Today, we're going to talk about three scenarios that help you navigate the revenue roller coaster and get you into consistent client flow. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Welcome, welcome everyone. It's good to be back. We took a bit of a break over the January period as we were kicking off a new accelerator cohort. So I'm really pleased to be back again. And I'm going to be sharing with you today some of the things that come up for my clients. It's that cycle of feast and famine, the peaks and the dips, where you haven't quite got that dependable, manageable and consistent flow of customers, clients or contracts, where you can feel confident in the business that you're running. Or maybe you've done too well bringing new clients in and you're working flat out and struggling to cope with delivering the work at the quality you want and your clients expect. So this is what I mean by navigating the revenue roller coaster. And it's what I want to talk about and what I want to help you with today. If you're on the Rev Roco, as they say, the highs feel great. And if you go about it with a sense of adventure and you can mentally and physically cope, using the lows to balance and recover, then that's great. You don't mind the adrenaline ride. But often we don't because we're unsure when the next high is coming. So we hold on with a lot of tension. For many of us, especially in the early years, this can create financial anxiety and stress, not in a good way. But also, if you've got a lot of highs, it can also produce stress and anxiety to deliver on the brief. It's not the adrenaline ride you want as an entrepreneur. In fact, it's bad for your health and the health of your business. Getting clients can be a double-edged sword. Get it wrong and you're stuck hustling for every client and get it right and you're overwhelmed taking on too much. Which boat are you in? Or maybe you hurtle back and forth from peaks to dips. And this is what I focus my marketing messages on, finding the bottleneck for each client, identifying which boat they're in. If you've ever been to a theme park and gone on one of these rides, even if it's not the big roller coaster, maybe it's just the teacups or the swings, something that's both exciting and scary, Well, most of you know how it goes. You wait in the queue, anticipation building. You climb into the seat and they pull down the heavy braces and you're strapped in. There's no going back. Your heart rate's going up. You're finally committed to doing this. Then there's that clunky, slow ride as you notch up to the top. This is like the journey towards getting your first client. It's a mix of excitement and fear. Then you're fully committed and off you go. You hurtle along at a fast pace, holding on for dear life, looping the loop. And just when you think it's all over, it starts again. Along comes the next client. You hardly have time to take a breath before things speed up again and you start another loop. 
on it goes, the ups, the downs, the waiting. At one point you wonder, has it broken down and you panic? Is that it? Will it get going again? And this is where you're going to need some mindset mentoring, a bit of heart math. That's a system of simple and powerful self-regulation techniques that are designed to be used in the moment, whatever the situation. Definitely worth exploring. These peaks and dips, they're very typical for whichever stage of business you're at. It doesn't mean you're struggling because you're not working hard enough or stressed or because you're working too hard. It means you're maybe not focusing on the root cause of what's needed for where you're at. The stress and strain is a function of where you're at and what isn't currently working or in place. But you can make it easier on yourself. It doesn't have to be such a crazy ride, unless you're into that adrenaline rush, of course. But maybe not in business, right? (laughs) So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a success framework I use with my clients when we do a business diagnostic. It aligns with the stages of business and provides a way of looking at where the bottleneck lies as a driver for strategy and performance improvement. If you're like me, you're constantly thinking of ways to simplify your work to get ever better results for your clients. In my consulting and mentoring work, it's all about helping businesses create leverage, earn more, work less, grow faster, but you can't get to them all at once. I geek out on learning, professional and personal development. I'm always looking for ways to get more ease and flow into my business. And that's a combination of mindset, marketing and money. Things like your business model, your pricing structure, how you position your offers. And once you've got client flow, how you organize delivery of your programs and services, how you get yourself organized and how you provide a great customer experience. I do a fair bit of analyzing data. You can't just think your way to a solution. And believe me, everyone in an organization has an opinion. especially the C-suite executives. Gut instinct is useful, but data is super useful. One set of data for my own business has been about who comes to me for help and what's going on for them when they do. And something one of my business associates said made me realize that the best fit clients for me were in one of three boats. So I want to help you to navigate some of the choppy seas for whichever boat you're in. We're going to look at three boats you may find yourself in as three scenarios for how inconsistent revenue might look and feel. As I go through, it should be obvious to you which boat you see yourself in currently. And I'll give you an exercise. I'll give you the link a little bit later and in the show notes, something that you can use to explore the scenarios a little bit more and think through what needs to happen to change things in your situation. Then I'll take you through some of the ways you can control the wind and the waves to reduce the stress and struggle and help you get into a a bigger or better boat, a more steady as she goes kind of boat. So let's dive a little bit more into the symptoms, relate them to the stage of business building, and then look at key drivers or dimensions in terms of strategy for more effortless and consistent client flow. I'll just add that these dimensions apply whether your business is B2B or B2C. They still determine how the waves and the wind shows up in your business. There are so many metaphors we could use here. So humor me as I flip around from the roller coaster ride to the boat's illustration. Let's now imagine you're in a boat. You'll undoubtedly cross some choppy waters to get into calmer client flow. Boat number one, the paddle boat. 
Here you've got too few clients, no sales, no engine. You pretty much have to paddle it yourself. And what it feels like is constant hard work without much traction. On the roller coaster, you're at that slow ascent cranking up. Maybe you love the anticipation or maybe it creates anxiety for you. But in your business, you're the one powering it. You have to hustle. And that takes a lot of energy and a strong belief, a strong mindset. Entrepreneurial resilience is something we talk about a lot. What you need to focus on, you need to focus on lead generation primarily. So you've got people to talk to. That's giving you at least some good paddles. Boat number two, the sailboat. Great, you've got some power now, wind power. Maybe there's no wind for some while and maybe there's too much wind. What it feels like is that roller coaster ride, inconsistency. You're being pulled and pushed and hurtled around from one moment to the next. And there's not really a steady flow of clients. There's no steady wind. So what you need to focus on, you need to focus on getting visible, analyzing your numbers, which may mean making market research calls, really understanding what's resonating and analyzing your lead sources, engagement and conversion data so you can see where things are disconnected. You need to catch the wind. And boat number three, well, not a boat anymore, it's a whole yacht. You've got big waves of clients and seem to have a good degree of success. On the outside, you look successful. Well, it's a yacht, right? (laughs) Well, what it feels like, it feels very steady, but you're often overwhelmed with delivery, especially if you don't have the deckhands to operate the big thing your business has become. What you need to focus on, you need to focus on streamlining. You need to increase your capacity to deliver. Don't work on increasing your marketing until you've got things steady again. Then you can deal with more clients until that point where you rinse repeat, ideally with sight on another peak or big wave on the horizon. Is there one of these boats that describes you and how you feel, the situation you're in? I'll go through each one again in a little bit more detail. See if you can resonate with the situation. In the paddle boat scenario, you're struggling to get traction. Growth feels like a continuous push, a battle. You feel like you're hitting more snakes than ladders, which can easily end up in you feeling totally demotivated and frazzled. You need to find a sail so you don't have to paddle all the time to get anywhere. When you're in this boat, taking a break feels like a luxury you can't afford, yet it's incredibly vital, yes, vital, to ensure you stay afloat when the going gets tough. When you stop paddling, you move away from push energy, recharge your batteries, reflect on what might need to change and refocus your compass. Even after years in business, some consultants max out around six figures. They may hit 200K or even 500K, yet never feel a sense of ease and flow. Here, you're still in the hustle stage. It's tough. Business is tough, especially without a clear roadmap to get to solid ground. Counterintuitively, rest and recovery is a critical piece of the solution and builds entrepreneurial resilience. To upgrade your boat, focus on lead generation. So next, the sailboat scenario. You're trapped on the revenue roller coaster. You're at the mercy of winds you don't feel are in your control. When you're in a sailboat and you're not an avid sailor in terms of skills or crew, We often feel tossed around, hurtling from thrilling high months to scary low ones. One client described this as living in constant anxiety, 
trying to manage those emotions whilst still looking for stronger sails and paddling much of the time. They often have a sense of sailing against the wind. What they needed help with is working out why things can work so well for them, but only sometimes. You need to set your sails in the right direction to catch the wind that's going to propel you and be able to turn about when necessary. And sometimes you'll need a backup plan. When the wind is low, you change tack to find a new wind. To upgrade your boat, focus on calls, follow-up and tracking. I'll explain a little bit more about that later in the episode. And then there's the yacht scenario. You look super successful, but often find yourself drowning in client work. This group's often the envy of the other two. If you're in this boat, you'll likely have more work than you can handle. And you feel like you have this huge ship to run single-handedly or with maybe only a few crew hands around. It's not a very stable or organized operation. So in this situation, even though revenue looks great, it's unsustainable because the business owner is exhausted and feeling out of control. The quality of what you're delivering and the client experience isn't what you want. And that creates a sense of failure and guilt. How can you even think about growth when you're hurtling towards burnout? So here what we work on is building capacity, putting in systems to support the operational side so you can focus more on the high-end delivery side. To steady the ship, focus on streamlining and team building. A lot of what's coming up for clients and what you share with me in your questions are symptoms of the problem. And what you want is the turnaround, the better or bigger boat, right? So let's map out our three scenarios for what inconsistent revenue might look like and feel like to you onto how to solve for it. Here's a summary of what you need to do and how to do it. It's very broad, of course, and there are certainly nuances of your particular context and perspective that you'll need to discuss with your coach or in your masterminding group, wherever you go to get support for your business. But at a high level, these are the ways you can control the wind and waves a little better and when applied can drastically reduce the stress and struggle. Basically, it's a roadmap for how to get a bigger, better boat. For now, this is just a way to frame what you're focusing on to steady the ship based on where you're at. So in boat number one, the what is to attract more clients and know what to say when you reach out to your perfect people. The how You need more clarity on what you do, why you do it, and who you do it for. In boat number two, the sailboat, you've got to position yourself in the marketplace to catch the wind. How? You need to package what you deliver really well and understand your numbers for what's working. And boat number three, the yacht, you need to streamline your business processes, systems, and get more hands on deck, team. So you need to systematize your delivery, marketing and sales process and then work on team building to support it. Next, I'm going to share a framework for unpacking this a little bit more. We'll start with the core operations of your business for getting and working with clients. You, your expertise at the center, marketing, sales and delivery, and then map out seven dimensions of success. I've talked about this before in previous episodes. This is my iSuccess framework. From there, you should start to figure out which one you really need to focus on for effortless client flow. 
And if you have my book, Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age, there's a free workbook that actually sets all of this out and enables you to do a kind of self-assessment. So I really recommend you take yourself through that so that you can make sure you're identifying the dimensions that are really important for the growth of your business. I've shared this framework in a previous session. I want to point out the key points of leverage through the lens of the core areas of your business and customer journey. You at the heart of everything and then marketing, sales, and delivery. This framework can be used whether your business is B2B or B2C. You're going to start with the key dimensions of your business operations, your end-to-end customer journey, and customer experience is essentially a pathway to engage, educate, and enroll. Only put in a system or process if it simplifies, reduces errors, or makes things more efficient. You need first to ensure your marketing works and your sales process work. Bill Gates' quote is that if you amplify an inefficient system, you simply get more inefficiency. And be aware of your capacity constraints. If your system for delivering is overwhelming you, then get that in order before you go looking for more clients because there's a quality issue at stake. Inside the core functions of your business are seven drivers or dimensions of success for consistent client flow. This is how you solve for wherever your bottleneck is. These are the inner workings of what powers your business flywheel. And I'll list these out in a moment. The diagram that goes with this is on the front cover of my book, and I'll add it to the show notes for this episode as well. So you've got it for reference. You build up speed and size in stages and iteratively. As your marketing gets stronger, your sales get easier. As you build in systems to streamline, your automation gets slicker and your capacity to deliver increases. Think of the whole thing like a spinning top. The axis, that's you, the outer ring and the inner ring. They all are mutually enforcing and they spin independently. So you can make iterative changes as your business grows. Running and growing the business, you have to keep it twirling to keep things spinning. The bigger the business, the more work you have to do to keep it all in balance. And it's hard to do that on your own son. So for consistent lead generation, you need to make sure your marketing is working and you have plenty of leads, inquiries, etc. You need marketing to feed sales and sales to inform marketing. Learning from every conversation, every yes, every no, and every maybe. For marketing and lead generation, there's a lot of leverage you can create by getting more clarity on your messaging, your target audience and positioning, how you communicate your offer, the red to orange side of the wheel. In terms of sales and signing up clients, there's a lot you can do around how you present or package your products, programs, or services, your positioning again, your offer structure, your branding, and your pricing, the amber to yellow dimensions. And then there's the dimensions around streamlining. The systems and scaling strategies for each function of your business, which build capacity and support sustainable growth, the green upper left dimensions. This has many similarities with Danny Inney's effortless model, his book by the same title, for the marketing and sales part of the process. This is essential reading for anyone in the paddleboat or sailboat situation. Danny talks about the obvious offer, building resonant identity and the intuitive path. When you have two of these, you can really improve things, but you really need all three to be working optimally in order to get really effortless business growth. 
To figure out which drivers are working for you and where your gaps are, you want to look into each of these dimensions and do a self-assessment. So the seven dimensions of success are aligning and targeting. This is what helps you clarify. That's your resonant identity. Then there's positioning and branding and a little bit of pricing. This is how you package the obvious offer. And then systematizing and scaling. This is how you scale. And that's the intuitive path to get more people coming through your system, through your engage, educate and enroll process. Even though these groups look disparate, they all have something in common. And that's the basic fundamentals. And this causes gaps in the business. They have holes in the boat. Over the years, I've identified these seven dimensions of success that drive business improvement and get you off the roller coaster, out of the choppy sea and into calmer waters. There are success paths for each of these scenarios, which will get these dimensions into balance and flow. But usually there's one key dimension that's the weak link in each case. For example, those in the paddle boat who are struggling to get traction should focus most on aligning and targeting. In this boat, you have likely not yet found product market fit and reliable ways to attract clients to you. Although it's the positioning activity that makes the magic happen in terms of attraction marketing, you can't work on that until you've got clear on the what you're all about, what you're great at, who you really want to serve and are able to help and why that's important to you. That's back to aligning and targeting. So these are very iterative. Once you've got this, you have a sell for your boat. You're able to clearly articulate what you do, why you do it and whom you do it for. Now to get clients coming to you, you need to focus on getting visible. That's what gets the wind into your sales. If you're not yet clear and you go out to your audience, it's called market research. And at this stage, you're not selling yourself. You're gathering information about your ideal people. You're getting problem language. You're learning the resonant identity and you're setting your sale in the right direction. And getting visible is not easy and it's not a one-off. This is super important. You're going to need a plan for staying on the radar of your perfect clients. So you're constantly able to catch the wind or turn about when needed. Referrals and word of mouth are great ways to do this in the short term, but you have to cultivate the relationships for that to happen. Those stuck in the sailboat, stuck on the revenue roller coaster, stuck in a continuous game of snakes and ladders, you have too many one-offs, too much stop-start in your client flow. Dimension of success here is the intersection of positioning and branding. A packaged offer that you can run regularly, that you channel your marketing into. Even if you start out with a one-to-one package, not a group program, until you have the lead flow, enrolling people into a premium package is the best way I know to achieve steady client flow and revenue. You can turn your marketing up until you have clients on demand, which totally reduces your financial anxiety and the constant stop-start of contracting work. Plus, when you're delivering and getting brilliant results for your clients, it feeds your mindset and your marketing. Having a structured process with some tailoring rather than creating a fully bespoke proposal or program of work for every client gives you plain sailing, a mini yacht. And lastly, if you've got yourself a big yacht and you're drowning in client work, it's both the best and the worst of times. Here, you sometimes need to say no for a bit so you can free up some time to look into the systematizing and scaling dimensions where you build organizational structure and a team around you. 
Sometimes actually the real culprit is a hidden dimension, your mindset. You're at the heart of all seven dimensions. You need to find a way to let go control, to let go of the belief that if you don't do it yourself, it won't get done properly. Focus on hiring great people. It's not always good to penny pinch and try and hire somebody really cheap. You want to hire people that you can really work well with, even if you have to spend some time training them, doing some shadowing and mentoring. Rarely does someone hit the ground running and be your perfect hire. Plan for it. Work on documenting your workflows, your standards, your processes and templates and the role description, the qualities that you want, the attributes and the the culture that you're looking to build in the organization. So you can get as close to plain sailing when they start. Or have that be part of the handover. Sometimes hiring a great ops VA or tech VA, they improve the process for you and then they run the process. And you wonder why you've been making things hard for yourself all these years. To figure out which dimensions are solid for you and which are causing your boat to stall or roll, here's a checklist of things that you can focus on or figure out. When you're struggling to get more clients, it's often your marketing offer. The lack of self-belief can be a real factor here. Unclear or untargeted messaging, weak positioning or low visibility, unattractive branding or packaging, nothing to sell but your time. When you crack some of those things, you increase your power of attraction. The other area is your sales process. No system for lead generation or tracking, that might be a cause. Weak prospecting or sales skills, weak pricing that undersells your value. Lack of follow-up, this is a big one, for moving prospects forward. No targets for enrolling new clients. When you crack these things, you increase your power of conversion. Sometimes there's a resistance to do the work. So first start by reviewing your numbers. Get really clear, do the reality check. Think about how much revenue you want each month and how many clients and calls and leads that actually equates to. How far from those numbers are you? How are you currently talking with people in any consistent way? And in terms of revenue, what's a fast offer you could make to people? In the yacht scenario, when we stress to deliver to more clients, it's often down to weak systems or weak structure. As far as weak systems are concerned, the lack of workflows and templates can be a real headache, both for your own efficiency and also for handing over to someone who you might hire. Tech is overly dependent on you and maybe you don't have the skills. Poor client management just makes you feel like you're, you're overwhelmed and that your clients actually don't really know where they are in the process. You're maybe making too little investment in infrastructure and tools and perhaps have low visibility on financials so you're not really seeing the true picture. When you crack some of those things, you really improve your streamlining and your ability to grow. On the structure side, it's probably weak if your client work is overly dependent on you and you don't have anyone else who can deliver what you do. You maybe haven't been investing in team and support, so no skills investment either in terms of training or hiring. If you have a team, then maybe they're not functioning well across the teams. And there's possibly low research and development investment and maybe not attention to the change culture for growth because the organization is going to shift somewhat. 
I covered some of this in a previous episode um, on creating leverage for next level revenue growth and scalability in your business. That's episode 77. So let's summarize where we've got to and what do you think needs to happen? What are you focusing on in your business to navigate the stormy weather and make more progress? Start from what's already working. Number one, how do most clients find you? Number two, is your offer resonating with the right fit people? Number three, is your sales conversation leading to signups? Well, there's some work to do there. Number four, how can you shorten the timeline from lead to sale? Are you following up properly? Number five, how are you tracking and improving your end-to-end process? You can tighten all of the above up. Number six, how are you enabling referrals and repeat business? Or are you just letting them happen and being reactive rather than proactive? And seven, how are you increasing operational capacity? There's a lot you can do to identify where the weaknesses lie, where you can create leverage. So you make sure to lean into fixing the right part of your flywheel. If the answer isn't obvious here, then feel free to book a strategy discovery call with me. It's a 30 minute call where we'll do this little bit of an assessment over what's coming up for you in your business. And I can give you some sense of where you might want to focus your efforts. The link for that is jallison.com forward slash contact forward slash scheduler. What's coming up for you when we've gone through this? I'd really love to hear back from you. So please do get in contact. You can ask me any question, submit a question at jallison.com forward slash podcast forward slash QA. Till the next time, I look forward to diving into more leveraged business matters. Take care. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.